Welcome to the Book Club interview. My name is Scott Hollister, your host. Today's guest is Joe Duncan, all the way from Australia, who wrote The Blueprint. So Joe has a little bio I'm going to read for you now. From battling cancer and going through chemotherapy at the age of 17 to growing an Australian-wide personal and professional development company, growing a social media following of over 1 million followers in less than three years, and becoming a nationally known personal and professional development coach. Joe is now helping corporations and entrepreneurs take their business and brands to the next level. Joe is the author of The Blueprint, which is an interactive workbook that helps you build the habits, routines, and skills it takes to live a truly exceptional life. The Blueprint has been sold in over 120 countries and has been implemented into school curriculums in the U.S., real estate agencies, and other big organizations. Through the Blueprint program, Joe has worked with students, celebrities, professional athletes, and top CEOs around the world. Welcome to the show, Joe. How are you doing today? Hey, Scott. It's great to be here, my man, and, and hang out with you. I'm really looking forward to today. Me as well. Um, and I, I tell people this all the time, and I was as part of that uh, teacher who brought the curriculum into the schools, and I absolutely love the workbook. It has changed my life more than any other book that I could think of, so thank you for putting it together. Man, that, that means a lot to me, and it means a lot when I hear those stories because I know it's a great tool, and, and if you use it like you have, Scott, it can, it can transform your life. Of course, and even your Instagram page, you know, before 5 a.m., that has, has been aligned with the blueprint and, and has changed my life on the social media side, so thank you for putting out quality content as well. Hey, man, at least I could do it. It's, it's, a, it's a mission. It's a purpose. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Definitely. So you've spent a lot of time in creative ability to design the Blueprint book. So why was it important for you to build this for others? You know, when I went back over my life and I had read every book, I listened to all the audio books. I, I love all your, your normal mentors. We've all read, watch uh, their material. There were a couple of fundamental flaws in my whole life. I just couldn't kind of piece it together. What was the flaw with everything I've been reading? And the two flaws really um were lack of time which explains before 5 a.m and the other problem was the lack of a, a, a workbook or a tool to help me actually work through everything i'd read so yeah we, we all absorb the information and put the back book back on the shelf uh with the blueprint it's not really a book in in, in that sense it's more uh, a tool you use to create your life with very simple steps and i i invented my blueprint you know a few times over the years and it wasn't as, trust me, it wasn't as good looking as the one you guys get now. It was, it was a bunch of paper and folders. It was a mess. But basically, I came down to this methodology, which basically transformed my life uh, from being a guy who's like everyone else who feels in their heart and soul, hey, you know what? I have a gift to have a talent. But no one's out there patting you on the back saying, hey, Joe, why don't you go and motivate people? Hey, Joe, why don't you go find your voice? As you know, no one says that to you. It just doesn't happen. Um, so I, I kept searching, kept fighting within my own heart to work out how to get to that place. So I built this system, this process, which basically walks me through how to rebuild my entire life from the ground up. Um, and that is the blueprint. And if you, it's used properly, uh, in the right method, you will find, find the answers. Great. Now you have broken down the blueprint into 10 parts and the first part is clarity. Why is that important yeah. to know exactly what we want before we can design and build the life we want? Yeah. You look at our lives and I've been down this road. You have too. 
um, you go down the road and you leave school and you go down this road and, and whatever happened to being an astronaut, whatever happened to being a racing car driver, whatever happened to being whatever you guys wanted to be when you were five years old, it goes out the window. You go to school, get a job, blah, 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 meet a girl, meet a boy, whatever. So very quickly, our identity uh, gets changed. Um, who, who we want to be gets replaced with who we you know, fit in, into the world as. So clarity really is the key. You can't build your life without vision. You're kidding yourself. You're kidding the whole world um, if you think uh, you're just going to build your life um, you know, and, and hope things go well. There's a lot of people who do, but I coach a lot of those people. They've been successful. They have built a great life. But when they go back in time and when they really look at their life, they didn't really build the life they necessarily wanted to build. So clarity is really power in the sense of get really clear on what it is you want to build, create, and share. And this is really the big thing I'm big on. Don't worry about what you can accumulate. Don't worry about what you can have. Don't worry about all that other stuff. Your life really comes down to those three things. You're here to give of yourself. You're here to build. You're here to share. Um, once you live in that paradigm, the world opens up to you. But most of us, as, as you know, we don't live in that paradigm. Um, so you've got to get clear on who you want to be, what you want to become, what you want to create. And that's it. Great. Now, part one, you call clarity is power. So what are some questions do you ask people to discover, you know, some clarity for themselves? Yeah, look, there's a bunch of little questions. And, and you know, um, when you go through that process, I actually ask the same question a few times, many different ways. Mm -hmm. I want to come at it from the point of view of, see, if I sit down and say to you, hey, Scott, what's your purpose? You might say uh, something, I want to help people, I want to do this, I want to do this. If I ask you what your passion is, see, where we have a problem in this world um, is certain words trigger different elements in our mind. So you have to, when you look at your life and your vision, you've got to tackle it from many different areas. Because some of you have a passion, but you don't have a vision. Some of you have a purpose, but you don't have a passion. And you've got to find out what that is. So once you ask yourself those different questions, like what's your passion, what's your purpose, what do you want to do? before you take your last breath. One of those questions, or a few of those questions, will resonate with your uh, belief system, what you want to create. Once you get through those questions of finding out what your passion is, what your purpose is, what you believe you were born to do, what are some of the experiences you want to have, then you can start to build your life and your values, your routines, and every other part of your life around this, this core. And what everyone else does normally is they do it the other way around. That's why it doesn't work. Great. Now, after clarity, you guide us to discover our unique purpose and passion. And why is there no easy answer for this topic? Yeah, there is no easy topic, uh, no easy answer, and and it's simple. Um, you go back to when you're a young kid, and there's a lot of ideas flowing around in your head. And then all of a sudden, you kind of conform into normal life. And you're, you've been a school teacher, and it's, it's always best to just put your hand down and go along with the flow. So very quickly over time, we, we lose that unique spark we have. Some of us uh, are lucky in the sense of you're born into the right situation, right family, right circumstances. Mum and dad know that you're going to be a, a great singer so they can support you. And you're certain, you get lucky like that sometimes. But the greater majority don't um, because people around them a, no one can identify what your gifts and talents are, only you. Um, and if someone does, you're usually very lucky. You know, you, that's, that's, you can't play, play that card. So finding out what is this in, in your heart, what's in your soul, is always hard. Because it requires us to dig deep. And it mm -hmm. requires us to be honest. And very quickly, once you become an adult, you build a 
belief system around what you've already created and accumulated, uh, which is why I say, for example, if you go to university and you get a degree and then you get a job as a lawyer, your belief system is now tied to that process. And it cannot, it cannot not be tied to that process because your whole life is built on that process. And if you take that analogy and example to every other part of your life, what happens very quickly is you can't dig deep, you can't find your gifts and talents because you're, A, you're not used to digging deep, and B, you don't, you've built your life on a whole different set of values and gifts and talents. So you have to ask yourself the tough question. What am I born to do? What do I like doing? And sometimes, and that's why I ask many questions, but sometimes your gift and talent can be your passion. It can be something you're passionate about, you care about. It doesn't always mean, I think where a lot of people go wrong when you use the term gift, talent, and, and things like that, finding their, their inner voice, we all go to the top. We think Tom Brady, we uh, Beyonce, you think the best of the best. But your gift and talent and calling may very well be uh, to be the best nurse in your community. And that gift and talent gives you a level of fulfillment, no amount of money, no amount of experience or anything else can give you. So that comes down to also being honest with yourself. And then secondly, and finally on that point, not being too easily influenced or malleable by what you see on, on, on social media or online or, or in, with your eyes, because that often causes the problem. Mm -hmm. Very wise. And I love how you ask those tough questions, you know, part one, part two. And this, this is just a sidebar, but I want to say I love that checklist at the end of each chapter. You know, before you can move on, you got to make sure that these items are checked. It's a great addition. Yeah, thanks, mate. I, I love those little things, you know, you, you kind of go over it a few times. You go, well, if this is going to be a tool we're going to use, let's do it properly. And it, it's mm -hmm. almost like a coaching program, really. Um, mm -hmm. And if you hear my voice in the back of your head, then even better. <laughs> nice. Yep. So we're moving on to powerful and purposeful goals. So yeah. what is the main goal of part two? So do you have any tips right. on how we can remain honest with ourselves? Yeah. So just a quick point before we get to part two, the average mm -hmm. client and person I work with takes eight times to get through part one. Really? Eight to 16 times before we get a real answer on average. So I bet when you did your first blueprint, it was all service level stuff on part one. Do it again. You get a mm -hmm. bit deeper, better. And before you know it, there's nothing that you wrote down in your first blueprint that aligned with your eighth blueprint. You get down to nitty gritty. So yep. generally my rule, and I've seen this many times, it's eight to 16 times. Average person's eight times before they say, Joe, I'm tired of it, whatever. I just want to be this. And you go, done. We've found the answer. <laughs> um, nice. So once you've found part one and your clarity and your purpose and your vision, then and only then can you set goals. Because what are your goals if you don't know what your vision is? You guys want to go out and buy a house tomorrow in your local suburb and spend $500,000, get a job, get a mortgage. But your dreams to, uh, as I often say, go work in the, the space program. And you want to be out there in SpaceX or maybe you've got to go to Texas and, and work with NASA or wherever they're based. So they're not aligned. So there's no point buying a house next door to you and me or living in Sydney if your dreams to be in a space program, you better get out to where it's at. Um, so your life really revolves around that. So your goals are really stepping stones to achieving your vision. And the goals are not an end goal. Your goals are constantly changing. They mm -hmm. can be small steps, they can be bigger steps, but they really have to be steps for you to get to this vision and create this entire body of work. Um, second to that, your goals, and, and this is the big thing that I, I try to help people with, 
is your goals are not something you sit down and just write down and, and that's it. Once you've written down your goals and done the research, hopped on Google, done, done the maths, done the, the, the equations to work out how this happens, read the books um, of people who've done what you want to do, then you work out how and why this can happen. Um, that No one really studies their goals. And it's amazing how many people have a, a goal to be a millionaire or a billionaire. I'm cool with that. You can have any goal you want. But what I want to know is tell me how it's been done before. Tell me the mathematics, the equations. Talk to me about the process. How many years does it take? The average billionaire takes 20 years in the game before they see their first few million. You know, you got you to know. And then from that level of understanding, you can then form a mental picture um, around this, this thing happening without the pressure of trying to be a billionaire within four weeks. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so great. that's a big factor. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, no, like you said, I've, I've I've been doing it probably since 2015, the blueprint, and nothing's matched the first one. It's just scratching, and but that's the, the the beauty of it. You can, you know, you create this blueprint every 90 days, and you get to refresh and regrow, and so you don't stay stagnant. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a it's a tool for life. It's not mm-hmm. a if you if you're getting the blueprint and you think it's a, a one off thing, then you know don't bother getting it. Mm-hmm. Um, go and use it as a tool that you use every day, every 90 days. Um, and that is actually how you build your life. Constant evolution, um, yeah. constant change, constant tweaks. Great. Now, you know, let's say we're getting distracted by all these, you know, shiny things out there. So what are some good tips that, you know, we can remain honest to our true selves and our passion and our purpose? Yeah, that's the hardest thing. Uh, mm. And when you're young, as I said, energy of the young, hey, you know, it's it, that's cool. That's how the world goes around. When you're young, you're going to be easily uh, malleable because things are shiny and they're cool. And, <laughs> and why can't we have nice things and cool yeah. cars and great experiences? And and that's all cool. But at the end of the day, and I, I assure you, it's not. Um, it won't make you go to bed at night any happier with yourself. Um, having those experiences, yes, owning those things and, and doing some of those things won't. So staying true to yourself really is the art of deciding very quickly um who you want to be the type of person you want to be and what you want to create and share if you can always stay to that line and positioning in your life and not stray and you will stray that's a natural life journey i suppose but if you can stay relatively close to that um and give yourself enough time the patience is what kills you especially when you're young um you need 10 20 30 years and where everyone's going wrong is they're trying to do it all in two or three or 10 years. Um, mm. Anyone that's built anything worth having takes multiple years, uh, decades usually. So once you understand who you want to be, the type of person you want to be, that's that's the model you fit into. Um, and don't stray because, you know, if you don't want to have a tattoo and that's not your belief system, and but because it's cool, everyone's getting a tattoo, you go and get a tattoo. Well, there's a problem here. That's mm-hmm. your first strike. That's your first conflict. And there's a billion examples, you know. Your friends like going out and drinking and, and doing that on Friday. Well, your dreams and goals are slightly different to that. Sure, you can go out and have a drink and, and that from time to time and hang out with your mates. But it always you've got to pull yourself back into line. Mm. And if you, it's like being your own parent, your own guardian. You have to be that higher power of yourself. Um, and that's generally, you know, I've been very blessed in my life that I've always been able to do that. I've never been overly, um, you know, I, I generally have stayed on track. Um, I've never, I've never really steered 
off track except you know chasing shiny things occasionally <laughs> um yeah. but but for most people where they really go wrong in life is they get off track really easily because they um uh, they see something and they want to be that and then next month they want to be the next thing and if, if looking like a, a hipsters in this week they're a hipster if they're looking like you know a rock star two months later so they're constantly moving around um so nothing serves them as who they are and second to that uh and final point on that that scott is things in life have to serve you and if they don't serve you be utterly ruthless in removing it um and that's anyone or anything um and and that's 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 the tough one that's why we most probably go off track more often than not because we have a value and belief system which is as good people we try and do the right thing sometimes the right things do the right thing for your vision your purpose your mission because that's what's going to that's the piece of the puzzle the world's missing that's the piece of the puzzle you're missing some such deep wisdom yeah, i love it love hearing it so purposeful goals uh what time frame you know do you recommend that we plan our goals um in how often yeah yeah you and me talk about this a bit on on the phone uh we we work in that sort of 90 day game plan you can mm -hmm. get your head around 90 days um if i ask you guys to go and set goals in a month we've all been there before nothing happens um the month goes by and you know the story um 90 days is usually enough time for you to to get it right and wrong at the same time it gives you enough time to have a few off days it factors in enough elements for you to be able to hit your target at the end of 90 days and if you look at your life if all you did was hit say three targets every 90 days you'd be a very happy man you'd be a very happy woman because most people are hitting free targets a year they're not hitting free targets a decade so um that's number one number two only have a small number of goals that's my general rule um the goal is to achieve goals build momentum build confidence do it again um i like a muscle now if you keep setting goals and not achieving goals it's a bit like a muscle as well you're not mm -hmm. working it you're not getting it done so i, I generally always say two or three goals uh, a month or a quarter um let's get that done let's tick that off let's build some some willpower within let's get the nervous system believing we can do this um and then off you go you do it again you do it again you do it again and then like yourself you know a quarter can have a lot of goals now great now part three now that we know what we want planning and preparation yeah. this is where the real work begins as you say it so how are we going to achieve each goal yeah right so the real work does really begin there and i kind of hinted at it before um you have to do the research and if you don't know everything about your goal then you know as i often say to a lot of people don't 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 call me don't message me until you've got that part of the equation done uh you have to know uh with no one's in terms how this has happened before what are the key factors what are the drivers um if you don't know how to do up a tie knot and you want to go work as a lawyer in a law firm, for example, where everyone dresses up in a suit and tie, then you've got to, you, you have to learn those things. There's certain things you have to learn. And what you want to do is understand all those different elements. And what usually gets most people unstuck is those small things like that. It makes them nervous because they don't know how to do things. They haven't positioned themselves and prepared themselves in a way to actually achieve their goal. And, and I see this time and time again. They want to be successful, but their mindset, their dress sense, their whatever it is, doesn't fit into the parameters of that industry or ambition they're going for. Um, and obviously that changes 
over mm-hmm. time. But at the end of the day, for most people, you, you, you're not looking at all the fine details to make sure you, you can get in the game. Um, once you get in the game, you can change it. Uh, so I, I think most people never study their goals, Scott. Um, and I've spoken to you about that before. Um, you've got to you've got to know all the little nitty gritty details of of your goals. You've got to know the precise elements and how has it been done before. And I looked at it um, when I in, in my life uh, many times where I set goals and I did no research. So if you looked at my goals and and one day you know I'm sure my journals will be available for everyone to look at. There are all these crazy goals in there, all with six month to one year time frames. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and guess what? There was no methodology behind it. There was no understanding. I didn't. I didn't read ten books and people have already done that. I, I didn't know how to do these things. You can hop on Google and find out very quickly. If you want to own a house, um, if you want to, you know, whatever your goals are, well, let's find everything about it. And here's the mm-hmm. other side of that coin. The more you, the way the energy of the world works or your life works, the research makes it real. It gives you energy. It makes it seem like it's possible. And it's a bit like um, when you start driving a car. You don't know how to drive a car. But now if I ask you to reverse park in the, in, in the shopping center, it's not something you think about. But when you're starting out, because you've never done it before, but the more you re- read the road rules, the more you do it, the more aware you are of your parents driving the car around or whatever it is, the more aware of other people you are, the better you get it. And guess what? You start to believe that maybe I can drive a car by myself. And all of a sudden you do it. And that's the same with your goals. Uh, the more you research it, the more you read it, you develop a belief system that, all right, that, that's fine. These people have had a worse uh, uh, situation than me or um, an upbringing which was not favorable. I've had a good upbringing, blah, blah, blah. And you start to come up with this picture that I can do it and this is how I'm going to do it. So that's why it's so important to know everything about your goals. Um, if you don't know about your goals, then what do you know about which brings us to the the person we must become. So, um, part four, uh, and you talk about how we can evaluate ourselves and in moving forward. And you talk about the three key areas: our strengths and weaknesses, current traits, and areas to improve. So, what are some good questions to ask ourselves before we get started? Yeah, um, it's some. A lot of people ask me what's the most important part of the blueprint, and I swear I. I have a different answer every day of the week, but <laughs> I, I I do believe, other than the the, the first couple of parts, mm-hmm. the person I must become is most probably the most important part of a blueprint in, in many ways, because the part we forget about goal setting. Uh, most people leave that off their whole goal setting chart. They have all these goals. We want to achieve all these great things, and there's the biggest piece of the puzzle is who I must become. What type of mm-hmm. person? What uh, systems do I need to have mentally um, in order to become that person? So the biggest questions you've got to ask yourself when you look at the type of person you must become, you've got to really look at it from this point of view. Who are the type of people who are doing what I want to do? So you look at a few things. You're in property um, yourself, Scott. So if you were to sit down and start from scratch, blank sheet of paper, you've just landed from Mars, you would go, all right, um, what do these people do? What What's their schedule? What's their routine? What's their style? What's their uh, vocabulary? What are all the elements? Um, what do they know? What don't they know? All that kind of stuff. And what you want to do, it's not about not being authentic. It's about actually positioning yourself so you can compete, mm-hmm. uh, so you can play that game. 
number one in terms of professional sense. And then second to that, it's also about positioning yourself where you're happy as a human being in life. Um, by knowing what type of person you are, it determines, like I said before, a lot of not having to jump around and going to different styles and looks and following the latest trend and being so malleable. You get to stick down this road of, okay, I know who I am. I know what I want to do. I know what I'm about. And this is how I'm going to carry myself through life. And if you look at what creates most misery in your life, it's most probably when we feel we haven't carried ourselves to a standard which represents who we want to be when all said and done. When, and we've all been there before. We make that mistake. We say something stupid. We do something which is out of line and you just beat yourself. You know, you whack yourself mm. in the head a few hundred times and, and that leads to the ongoing flow of so on and so forth. So um, I would say the most important thing you've got to work out is who do you want to be? And does that person serve you? And you've got to be very methodical in that process because a lot of people, and I see this as you can imagine, they reach out to me and they want to be this or that. And I can tell you in an instant, you're not aligned with that. You're not in that space. Now, that doesn't mean you're never going to be in that space. What, what we've got to do is build a man, build a woman before we build everything else. Um, and that's so important. And, and mm. you've got to look at yourself as a machine or you've got to come off an, an analogy in your head where you can look at something you built, whether you pretend you're Astro Boy or, or a Transformer or whatever you have to do in your head mentally to, to work out that you have to build yourself up. Um, and it's not just about having these wild goals. And if you look at everyone who lives the life you want to live, there's a, a very methodical process they've gone through. A lot of them subconsciously but they've worked out the equation and usually it's you. I love that. That That's beautiful, you know, starting with a strong foundation. And I think this is one of your strongest suits, Joe, if I don't mind saying, is is how you put out this, this beautiful content that's, you know, clean, organized and inspiring. And and that's what you talk about in part five is, is tying up our loose ends. So how do we clean up our life, you know, sort out the mess and get things in order to focus on what's actually important to us? Yeah, that's right. Well, that's what that's what kills a lot of dreams, right? Your mm. life's a mess. So there's no time, there's no energy. Uh, everything's all over the shop. Your office is a mess. Your house is a mess. And then your matters are in a mess. You know, you you, you got two gym memberships. You you got two car payments. You can consolidate things. You can, but you you don't because you're lazy. You got a time and energy problem. Um, and that time and energy problem usually starts from your environment. So before we work on the time and energy equation, many times we got to work on the environmental situation. And what are the key elements which stop you from going forward? If your credit card's always maxed out and you don't feel that you can go out and, and buy dinner with someone you um, aspire to being or would like to learn from, that's a problem. And all those little things get you over time. And they're so minuscule as a single thing. But over time, it's the compounding of it. Um, you know what? I can't come out today because you know I've got to run around and pick the kids up or I've got to, your life's a mess. Um, and what happens is you miss out on opportunities. So the way you move forward in life, really, when you get the basics right and some of the stuff you've spoken about, you now have to prepare your life as you had to prepare yourself in the chapter before. Now you've got to prepare your life for success. What does that look like? How can I thrive? How can I move forward? That usually means cleaning out the cobwebs and getting you know, absolutely um, clear on what needs to be done tidying everything up, making sure your matters are in order, uh, get your paperwork in order. And I'm always surprised how many people's lives are a mess, and especially a lot of entrepreneurs, because 
90% of their time is focused on building their business and staying afloat. So everything else goes to, to hell. Trust me, I've been there many times before. <laughs> Um, things things get away from you. So you want to give yourself time um, to get that in order. It might take you a couple of months, a quarter to get it done, but it's one of the areas of your life which will make one of the biggest differences where you'd see that impact straight away. So get your matters in order. Um, I have a checklist there with a few ideas. Um, things like banking, finances, all those little things. And you, if you look at your life, there's all these little elements which make up your day-to-day life. Um, and then you wonder why you can't you know, achieve your goals when you've got this and that and that to do. So tidying up your life for most people um, is key. And if you look at most successful people, granted they have the resources, but as, uh, as I always say, did they have the resources before or were they organized prior? You know, no one really mm-hmm. knows the answer, but generally speaking, they have lead a very simple life. Yeah. Um, it- most very successful people, they live clutter-free, um, they are very picky and choosy about how they run their life and they also have people in place to manage the bits and pieces which everyday people do themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and that was the, the clarity in the, you know, part five, I think we were talking about that little checklist of each little loose end to tie up. That helps so much because you, you felt like you're going through all the stress trying to figure out what you're doing. You're floating just above the water. And once you got that completed and those things checked off, it felt like you could breathe. You know, you, you had those little things, you know, not nagging at your attention anymore. So, yeah, 100 percent. And I, there's many clients I work with, funnily enough, where we start there. You know, a lot of people, if we can tidy up the environment, then we can see the vision again. If we can tidy up the mess and the chaos, then possibility enters your life again, um, rather than constantly feeling you're stuck um, yeah. and burdened with the day-to-day uh, mundane stuff you have to do. Yeah. And you touched just on this earlier. This is uh, part six, habits, rituals, and routines. Um, yeah. So, you know, what type of habits are important to develop when just starting out? You know, probably one right off the top of my head I can remember is getting up before 5 a.m. <laughs> That's right. So there's a bunch of routines you have to run. Um, but if you look at your life, and it comes down to a methodology. Most people want to be free in their life. That's why they don't do anything. Because our lives are so constrained, we have no freedom. But, but when we get a chance to be free, we, we stuff it up completely. Um, the key to living a free life is absolute discipline um, and running routines, habits, and rituals. So the rest of the mind, body, and soul is free to roam. Uh, everyone gets that equation the wrong way around, as I did many times. So routines, habits, and rituals serve you and make you better. They free up your time. They free up your energy. Um, if if you make your life, especially your morning routines and your evening routines, which are the back, the bookends of the day, you can control them a bit better. Um, if it's like brushing your teeth, then you don't think about it. It's not a problem. And having those routines and rituals allow you to function at a high level. And when you're stuck in life and you're not playing at your highest level, as I said, it's energy and time issue, and then it's production and effectiveness issue. And once you clean up those areas of your life and you realize, all right, I want to be a purpose-built, purpose-driven machine that gets things done and lives life to my fullest so i got time for my family my kids my business my business ideas well then you have no other option than to have very strict routines uh it's very strict sleep patterns there's things you have to do in order to function operate at a high level um so some of the routines i obviously recommend is is going to bed a bit earlier waking up a bit early waking up early allows you to focus on yourself before the sun comes up before everyone nags you in the morning and as I always say, no debt collector calls you before 5 a.m. in the morning. So <laughs> you guys have 
about three or four hours to um, you know get through your your things before the phone starts ringing asking yeah. for the bill. <laughs> to pay it, right? Yeah. So that's your that's your sane moment. Um, and if you use those hours well, um, you can build your life and. When I built before 5 a.m. in the personal development company, I always wanted to build. I never you know, had the courage to, to go out and do it. I built everything you guys see today just about um, while I worked for someone full-time. So between 4 and, I don't know, 6.30, 4 and 7 a.m., that was my time to work on my passion. So mm-hmm. part-time on my passion, full-time on my job. And then over time, building enough time and experience and getting uh, and understanding what I have to do, that equation changed. Then I went to being able to work uh, full time on my my passion, um, and then you know part time on a job to to keep things fine. So, and then now full time on on my passion and purpose. So, having those routines and rituals, especially the morning ones, because um, you can't always control the rest of the day. Um, but generally, between you know 4 a.m. and and 8 a.m., you're usually fine. Then mm-hmm. chaos breaks out. So, having some good morning routines. Um, are most probably key. Some of the other routines, if you look at your life and you come from a belief system that you're an energy being, uh, which is a good belief system and most probably have, then you will create energy throughout your day. So working out um, throughout the day, eating right, eating lean, eating green. There's a lot of systems and processes you can have to perform at a very high level. Those things won't make a difference over a week, but over three years, over a decade, mm-hmm. um, you'll notice the difference. And that's where routines get most people. Uh, where it gets most people is it sounds great, Joe, but I've done it for two days and I don't feel anything. <laughs> right? Yeah. And, and that's where, it, so it's, it's a system and a process. You know, it's, it's the factory worker gets better at the more they package the things, you know? Mm-hmm. First day on the job and, and they, they make the stuff and, and they put the packages together, but 100 days in, 200 days in, three, four years, it's second nature. And that's you want to build your life on a lot of second nature premises, so you can free up your mind and energy to do the things you want to do. It's beautiful. Um, moving on to part seven: values and beliefs. And this is something I always struggle with. What's the difference between values and beliefs? Yeah, you know, there's not a massive difference between the two. Um, they are ultimately one in the same. Mm-hmm. But if you value certain things um, in life, then you'll you'll always that will be your ceiling so if you value family and comfort and all those nice things um then that value is most probably in conflict with you wanting to be a billionaire they're in conflict generally speaking um so your value not aligned your beliefs is how you view yourself often and how you view the world uh if you believe that a certain type of person or a certain type of thing is not good for you or good for you that can make an impact in your life. So your values and beliefs are, are twins. They often are the same, um, but you need the two representations to find that answer, if you know what I mean. A bit like how in the first part of the blueprint, you've got to tackle it from many different ways to get the right answer. Um, so so your values and beliefs, I was, just, I was actually making a video about this this morning, which was um, about if you want to change your life, you have to start with your values and beliefs. Your values and beliefs most probably don't serve you any longer. And most people live from the age of five to, to the rest of their life with the same value and belief system, and it doesn't serve you. And the biggest change I made in my life was I threw out the rule um, because it didn't serve me. It didn't serve me to believe that I didn't have the credibility or skills to be in personal development. 
to be like the guys I admired or aspired to be. Um, I needed to do this, this, and that. I needed to build all these different businesses and make billions of dollars. Then I can talk to people. Well, not really. My job is actually, my gift and talent is this. So the belief system was out. So that's a good example of a belief system or a value. Mm-hmm. Um, most people value certain things which are in complete conflict with everything they want. So once you've designed our vision, then now you have to throw your values and beliefs out the window. And now insert values and beliefs which only align for vision. And that sounds pretty hard line, but life is pretty hard line when you're talking about the success a lot of people are after. If you're not after that success, then don't put yourself under that pressure. Um, But most people um, who approach me want to be the best they can be. They want to do it um, to the best of their ability. Then there's a very specific pattern you have to run. Mm -hmm. And that pattern requires you to change those values and beliefs. And if you are stuck with a a $500 mindset, that $500 is all the money in the world, um, then you're going to struggle to have a $500 million lifestyle or mindset to achieve the things to make the impact you want to make. And I've had that challenge too as an entrepreneur as well. You know, many times in my life, and I, I, I say this, I needed 500 bucks a week to keep my dream afloat. So I didn't care how it, it came about. That was always a number in my head. And I, I got that number because in the old days, I'd, I'd work at a supermarket and make about 400 $500 a week, you know, part-time. So then I went out and started my first business and I worked out, well, I'm managing to live off 500 a week. So that means if I can make just 500 a week from my business, then I don't have to work a job anymore. Um, and that belief system continued for a long time. Guess what? It didn't serve me. <laughs> um, it, it, it served me for those first couple of years um, in my first company with my best mate, Danny. But after that, it doesn't serve me today. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't serve me building the personal development company. So those are the small shifts you have to make. And some people have massive beliefs and values uh, conflicts. And I would say almost every client I work with, their biggest limitation is their current value and belief system. It does not match up with their God-given gift, talent, or mission in life, or even their aspirations and goals. So if you can't fix that one up, it's your biggest limiting factor. Um, how exactly you fix that up takes a fair bit of time to dig deep and find out what your real values are in life. Um, there's no, you, and you can see this with people around you. And one way I do it is if you go out and hang out with your friends, hang out with people you know, um, just take a step back and watch them. Um, and you'll see everyone's values and beliefs. The bill comes out for $500 and some guys like, I'll pay the bill. And some guys there going, uh, oh, let's split it up. That is a classic example of what two people's values and beliefs are generally. Um, and then other examples when someone, uh, how people talk about other people, when they judge other people, you can find out very quickly where their values and beliefs are. So if you want to find out without having to dig too deep, go out into the real world and you can very quickly look at people around you, people you work with, and, and work out very quickly where their values and beliefs are in life, or what they say, how they act, what they do. And then with yourself, you apply that and go, all right, hang on. Well, if I'm doing this all the time, I don't really value fitness. So if I, I do this all the time, but I'm not that serious about, you know, making money or, or moving to Bali and living my dream life, you know? So that's, that's a big factor, really, in values and beliefs. Yeah. And I think you really down, nailed down that uh, explanation. You know, if, if you take your values and beliefs and hear your new goals and, and they don't align with that, throw them out. And I, I love that explanation of the $500. That right there clicked in my head. I was like, okay, now I understand. <laughs> yeah, that's right. 
Yeah. And we've so, all been there before. We know what it's like to have a five hundred dollar mindset with big dreams. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't work. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> so the, the time for action is now in part eight. And so far we've yep. built the game plan. Um, and what type of action plan do you recommend? Yeah, right. So we work from the process of a 90 day game plan. So once we've fixed up all our goals and everything, we look at 90 days, your 90 day game plan is broken down into the different areas of your life. So you can break it down however you want. And that's why the worksheet and the format's pretty open. Mm -hmm. um, you break it down basically by the areas of your life, so finances, um, relationships, fitness, health, whatever you want, passion projects. And underneath each of those columns or boxes, you decide what the goals are for the next 90 days. Some of you might want to lose, you know, five pounds. Some of you might want to hydrate your body a bit better, run a bit better, uh, run a bit better uh, habits and routines. Some of you might want to um, save ten thousand dollars in the next ninety days. Whatever it is, so get it down. Have two or three for each section. That way, it's manageable. Because mm -hmm. when you look at your goals normally, it's just a big bloody list of things which become overwhelming. So chunking it down into small groups of areas of your life. And then from there, you build your weekly and daily plan. Your weekly plan, really mostly, 80% of it has to come from the 90-day plan. That way, we're always look, working on it from a chain of command point of view. Okay. You know, Chain of command at the top is our vision, purpose, where we want to get to. But the 90-day game plan has to report back to the vision. The weekly game plan has to report back to the 90-day game plan. And your daily action plan has to fit into the the the, the weekly game plan and then from there what happens is you start to move forward this is this is the catch we want to move forward we want to get to the, the top of the game mm -hmm. so every day every week those things have to serve the, the the empire they have to serve the belief system and the values uh and beliefs and the vision that you want to create and the person you want to become so if you look at it from that point of view it is like a chain of command you know, and you follow those steps and all those steps have to match up. The alignment and lack of alignment is what kills your life. Um, the lack of alignment, doesn't matter what you want, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's even for you or not, a lack of alignment will destroy you. So you want to make sure all those things align. That way you're not getting tossed around in, in the ocean. You know, you're sitting calmly while the storm's going on and you know where you've got to go. Um, your daily action plan, um, and you have that, and I know you use it, is broken down into really simple parts at the end of the day. Um, a few tasks you've got to get done, uh, and then a few sort of mundane things you have to get through every day. So making five sales calls a day or 10 sales calls a day is not a big task. That's just your job. That's like brushing your teeth. Um, so that just goes down in the lower section. At the top of the big projects you've got to get done. You know, today I've got to do boom, boom, boom. And if you're being honest, you only ever have two or three a day, mm. maximum, maybe less. Most people maybe less than that. <laughs> so that's how you kind of you build it. And then you go back to your weekly game plan. You go back to your 90-day game plan and make sure all those pieces somewhat fit into the day ahead or the week um, coming up. And if you do that multiplied by years, um, it'll become secondary nature where you won't even need your blueprint because you'll know how to do it. Um, and then you'll move forward. And the goal, as I said, is to move forward. Progress over perfection, right? That's right. Perfection oh. will come. Yes. But not yet. <laughs> uh, part nine, we got to visualize our goals. So what the mind focuses on, you get. So do you have some visualizing techniques you can share with the listeners? Yeah. I, I, I mean, as a 
billion ways to visualize and some people meditate some people ponder some people read magazines and look at the images and and, and read books uh the best way i've found it in my life is to wake up in the morning close my eyes listen to some some music uh, usually instrumental music uh nothing with words in it generally um and go to a place within where i can imagine and create what is in the unseen world um and bring it into this world and by going to that place every morning i'm able to see how this thing can play out um i can see all the different elements i can understand how it would feel what what what's possible and that's really what visualization is you want to sit down and visualize the unseen and what's possible that is a must um some of you can draw some of you can just sit down and, and think about it some of you already do do it in your day job you call it daydreaming um <laughs> but basically you want to um you know sit down and, and and every day think about what's possible and it's like a muscle it, everything we're doing here is like a muscle we want to work it our imagination mm. muscle was very strong when we were kids and then over time it loses its sort of you know as we have more stimulus and life gets a hold of us we lose our imagination muscle so it's just the ability to see and feel what's possible um there's no exact science and yeah there's many levels you can do it at but to make it approachable because some people are going to have different experiences when they visualize some people are going to need to have magazine to be very visual some people can go to the soul like me some people need to draw it out map it out some people need to go to the site um and go and see that you know the building they're going to build uh the development they're going to create but the car they you know want to own or the car company they want to own one day you know so it's a combination of all those energies of feeling it touching it being a part of it mm-hmm. and you have to become this person before you become the person this is something i'm always saying every day of any of my clients or anyone i work with you have to become that person before you actually that person um and most people they never take that step so you have to create it in some realm before anyone else will ever see it um you have to know what it feels like what what the different materials and the smells and the the way of life that you're going to create is going to be like and even if you don't have the money and resources because that's the only thing you're missing now is the money and resources to make it happen if that's all you're missing then as far as I'm concerned it's done you know that's mm-hmm. the easy part obtaining money and resources to go do what you want well that's the easiest part of the spiritual journey the hardest part is all the other bits getting into it feeling it um understanding what it is you want to create uh reading about people who've done. It. So it's that beautiful combination of all those things. Visualizing isn't always necessarily just sitting down and meditating and and trying to to imagine what isn't there, but that is a major key. So what you have to do with that is the whole process. And in your free time this weekend, go and if your dreams to build a a classic development um or a marquee building in town or you want to get into property development, then go and find out what that looks like. Hmm. go and see get around it and that's visualization so there's many different tools which allow you to visualize it um and like a muscle the more you see it the more real it is and that's true for your life now the more you see your current situation the more it becomes real so you want to take yourself out of that space and if all you're doing is hanging around it's what the old adage before you're doing is hanging around millionaires chances are you're going to become one um hmm. because that's all they're talking about that's all there you know there's a certain energy there um and like i said if you go back to the philosophy that you're an energy being and an energy realm then your job is to give as much energy to a certain thing then you can very quickly crack the code 
um, and visualization is a major key. So now we've made some progress and now we have to measure our performance in part 10. So, you know, so far we designed and built a detailed blueprint for our life. So what are some tips and how we can maintain and measure our performance and progress? Yeah, uh, that's uh, that, that's the, the real work, isn't it? You know, we, yeah. we've all sat down and done the work and then how do we maintain it? So you've got to measure and track your performance. Um, one thing I've I was always weak on was, was that. I think we all are. Um, but if we're going to move forward, if the, the, the empire is going to be built, then we have to every day do something, every week do something. And if we fall short, then there's a couple of factors to determine why that happens. I don't, most people I coach or work with, they're not lazy. Um, why things don't happen is because there's a couple of tweaks that need to be made. Most people I've ever worked with for help don't have a laziness problem. Uh, they don't let things just go. There's a couple of tweaks that need to be made in how they approach it or how they measure that goal um, mm -hmm. and how they go about it. So that's what you got to do every week is, is find out why you're not doing something. And if you've done it, tick, done, fantastic. You know, you've done it. I'm on top of it. I'm feeling good. But really, when you measure and track your performance, you're looking at the bits you didn't do. Um, mm -hmm. And usually it's not this big catastrophe that you're messed up. It's just um, a way you relate that concept to yourself is usually the biggest factor. Um, okay. That's why you've got to constantly keep talking to yourself um, and trying to relate what needs to be done in a way which works for you. If I said to you, Scott, you've got to raise $10 million this week, you know, blah, 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 that may not work. But if I find another approach um, which allows you to get to $10 million, but it's a, a different way of looking at it, a different way of measuring it, a different way of understanding it, then chances are you might get there. And, mm -hmm. and that's where you've got to be very mindful of um, when you work with yourself. So measure and track yourself. That bit's relatively easy because you tick off what you've done. But now you have to coach yourself because you guys don't have thousands of dollars a month to spend on a coach. Um, what you have to do is learn to coach yourself. And even if you have a coach or a mentor or someone like that, they're not really there all the time. Um, so one thing I'm really big on is, is teaching everyone I work with uh, or the material I share is to help people be their own coach because 90% of the time you've got to be your own coach um, and coach yourself through, talk yourself through, all right, hang on, why didn't I save $3,000 this month or why didn't I hit my fitness goals this month? What were the factors? And write it down, map it out. Okay, well, maybe I, um, you know, was too busy watching this or, I was stressed out, I couldn't do that, or, and then find a way. You've got to keep looking for a way in to make it work. Um, and that's why you've got to keep measuring and tracking your performance. It's amazing. I'll, t I'll tell you right off, I think that's what I struggle with. I'm, I'm the best 90-day blueprint maker, but the, the, the measuring the weekly performance, that's where I was falling short. So I like that. That's all right, but that, that one's easier to fix. you just got to get it done. Yep. Um, then exactly. we can start ticking boxes every every uh, 90 days. Yep, I love it. So as before we wrap things up, Joe, so I want to um, ask you one question. So what's your great hope and wish in life? Because you, you're a man um, of passion and value. Yeah, my, my vision and passion and, and the thing I, I live for more than anything really, and, and the philosophy always lived within me, but not that I ever claimed it before, but mm -hmm. um, my biggest value in life and the thing I most want to see is, is see humanity move forward. Um, I know from 
the reality of why I do what I do isn't necessarily from the personal development realm. It's a piece in my puzzle um, of trying to move humanity to a high level of awareness, to being able to help other people achieve great things, to be able to move the technology, the systems, the processes, the way we live to a more beautiful existence um, for all beings on this planet. That's what drives me. Um, and that's why I have Impact Billions, where we're trying to bring awareness to certain things. I have before 5 a.m. to make uh, the time energy equation more attainable for most people to solve that problem. So my mission in life is to help people live a more beautiful existence. And I do believe we can. Um, if you're authentic, if you're true, if you do it for your own reasons and you do it to a level which suits you, suits you, you can make a difference um, in the world. And um, helping people find their unique gifts and talents, I believe, is the key that unlocks that whole process. Um, if you allow human beings to find their unique gifts and talents and claim that power of their voice, with enough people doing that, you will find that the world will become a better place as a whole. Um, that's my, my big dream. That's what I, mm. I live for. Um, other than that, that that's, that's my day. That's my, my whole mission in life. You know, that's my... Yeah. Um, Every dollar I have, every minute I have goes into this vision. doesn't mean I get it right all the time. Um, but I can assure you guys, living with that kind of passion and focus, it changes everything. Yeah. The equation is, is very different to the boy I was not long ago. You know, five, five years ago, feeling this in my heart but not being able to do anything mm -hmm. um, was a pretty painful experience in many ways. Yeah, uh, that's a beautiful purpose and vision. Uh, you know, thank you so much. You know, uh, like I said, you know, for for the last three years, I've been using the blueprint. I I highly recommend it to anybody that comes in contact. I'm like, you know, this is just something that is going to help you get clear on what you want, um, know who you want to be, and what you want to achieve. And it's just a, it's a beautiful guide that you keep using over and over. So, I highly recommend it. Um, you know, thank you so much for being on the show today. So before we wrap it up, uh, do you want to tell the listeners where we can find out more about you? Yeah, sure, mate. Um, and I'm so grateful for um, letting me come on. And I, I'm so grateful you used a blueprint to the fullest extent. And no doubt, Scott, you are one of the best when it comes to using a blueprint. And you've used it to transform your life. So you are right. Your 90-day game plan is immense. Um so, yeah, look, if you want to connect with me, um, it is uh, before5am.com. That's where you get the blueprint. You download that. You get two PDFs. If you want to connect with me, there's before5am on Instagram. And then you can always shoot me an email at joe at before5am.com. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I love hearing from you guys. And I hope you're using your blueprint to better your life. Um, it's your tool. It's uh, up to you guys to put the content into it. It's your um your space it's your place to create and have fun and mm -hmm. creating your goals and working your goals is something i said to you scott before i go it's got to be fun and if it's not fun if it's not colorful it's not a bright experience don't bother and that's where the blueprint process is meant to be fun turn your music on pretend you're in a nightclub pretend you're on a yacht go have fun it's a colorful experience and it should be more important and more fun than anything else you do in your life um planning your life has to be just the the highest level of what you can do every day and if you come from that place within um you'll find that the whole goal setting building my life creating stuff your life becomes a cool project um mm -hmm. and that's really i think something i really want to help people understand that you can work on your life it's not just boring spreadsheets and you know <laughs> white bits of paper and, and black pens yeah yeah no i love it it's it you put out beautiful content and that wisdom that you have is just 
I don't know how you could fit so much at such a young age. So <laughs> thanks, Joe. <laughs> I'm still working that out, mate. Thank you, yes, Scott. Sir. Have a great day, mate. And, and uh, thank you for letting me on. Thank you. Have a good one. See ya. And that concludes our interview with author Joe Duncan, who wrote The Blueprint. This is an amazing workbook and manual to help guide you to your dream vision and goals. If you ever wanted to accomplish something great, this is a beautiful blueprint, so well organized and designed by Joe that I highly recommend it to anybody. Uh, the, the cost is extremely low for the value that it will bring your life. And it's not just something that you're going to do once and set it and forget it. It's something that's continually going to help you as you progress on your journey to achieving your dream goals. And that's it for today. My name is Scott Hollister, your host. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook and we'll see you next time.